Hello and welcome to the All Rookie Podcast. We have a very special episode today. It is May 7th, 2023, and I'm your host, William Harris, aka William is Bill. Today I have my my good friend, an expert in basketball, football, movies, life Ooh. in general. Yeah, you know it. <laughs> We've known each other for 20 years now. Welcome to my show, my good friend Chris Lucky, aka the Bonds. How you doing today, man? Man, feeling great. Thank you for having me, man. Like I've been listening to the All Rookie Podcast since last year, I believe. I don't know how how long have you been doing this now? Is this the third year, fourth year? It's the third year. Yeah, you know. So I caught on, I guess, sometime last year, and it's just been paying attention to it ever since. So I mean, a big fan of what you're doing. Love what you're doing. You know, we've been relating on basketball since, like I said, all the way back in college. But, you know, yeah. so um, I think we played a, a game or two up at uh, A and T. We <laughs> we did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna mention that, you know, I, I gotta give it to him. You're an expert on in everything. He he beat me in basketball one on one, you know. So I still owe you on that one. <laughs> no, we, we do gotta play again. We do gotta play right, again. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna discuss some of Chris Lucky. Should I call you Chris or Von Zell? I've been going by Von Zell. Okay, yeah. okay. See in college it's Chris, but we got Von Zell Lucky. Um, you know, rap name Devon, the Bonds, <laughs> all that good yeah. stuff. We're going to discuss some of his most interesting prospects in the draft. Kaysen Wallace, Gigi Jackson, Chris Murray, Keontae George, Bryce Sensabaugh, and Noah Clowney. Uh, I love these guys, and I love that you wanted to hit on them because they're all super talented but rarely discussed. You know, the bigger shows are mainly focusing on the top three or four guys but these guys are just as important, maybe more important, because you're not going to hear as much about them. So let's get straight to it like it's nothing to it. Going to start off with Casey Wallace. You know, I released my big board rankings. You kind of got on me about Casey Wallace. So, you know, I had him ranked 26. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about his game? Casey Wallace. So um, I have Casey Wallace ranked, put all the way into the lottery at 12. Okay. He's um he's someone that I see as a player comp to be someone like a, a Drew Holiday Marcus Smart, or maybe even Fred Van Vliet, something like that. But um, uh, just some of his stats. So um, he's a 19-year-old guy. He's six foot four, 193-pound guy, guard from Kentucky. Um, what I like about him is that his free throw percentage. He's shooting 75% from the free throw line. He's giving you 4.3 assists every game. So it's like so he knows how to pass the ball, and he's only turning the ball over twice a game. So he's giving you more assists than turnovers. So that's the guy that I feel comfortable with with the ball in his hand if he's going to be on the court. You know, if you're giving me more assists than turnovers, you're a smart decision maker. You can have the ball. So um, also, he's giving me four rebounds per game. So um, whenever I got a guy that's out there that's going to be doing more than just passing the ball and not turning the ball over, he's a hustler for rebounds at just six foot four. His uh, his wingspan only goes out to six foot six, but um, you don't you wouldn't you're not going to find someone that's going to have you're not going to find someone that's going to develop a, a good three point shot and they're going to have a crazy you know, long wingspan, you know, that's, that's not that's something true. That's true. you know, but um, with Kaysen, he's also a very good defender, you know, so for strengths, his defensive instincts are almost through the roof for someone that's, you know, 19 years old, he can switch from one to three, you know, only being six foot four and at the NBA level, because of how low he is to the, you know what, um, who's another, there's, there's another Josh Hart. That's another guy that's coming to mind when I'm thinking about this guy now. You know, someone that's there's not they're not that big, but their base is so low that they're able to to guard up. You know, so Casey Wallace is like he's going to be someone that can guard one, two, or three. 
So um, so I, I like him a lot because, like I said, not only with the ball in his hand can you trust the guy, but on defense, you don't have to hide him on defense on the perimeter. He can switch out a lot, you know. So um, that's someone that I've seen on the uh, the draft. Like like you said, I've seen him low to all the way to the lottery, you know. So like yeah. um, he could go anywhere. Yeah, most rankings I'm seeing he is around that lottery for people. But for me, I just have some questions. You made all great points. Uh, I guess I should start with number one. Do you see him starting on any of these lottery teams? Because it's not a lot of open slots for point guards. Do you see him as a starter right away? Um, that's going to be tough for him to to be a starter right away. Um, he's not really going to be able to give you the scoring punch that you need from a, a starter as a point guard, and he's also not going to be able to facilitate your offense at a high enough level to be a starter as a point guard, like so, or or even a combo guard, so a one or two. He's not going to be able to start for any of these these uh these lottery teams. No, I don't see that. Right. So that's kind of my thinking. That's why I have him knocked down a little bit, mm-hmm. and it's not realistic for. 20 players to start anyway in the first round, no matter how good they are. But I was just trying to kind of project who I can see starting, being a star quick. Mm-hmm. But I love your comp with uh, Drew Holiday, too, because I could see that happening with his future, with his great defense and everything. So um, I love your point of view on that. That's why he's on the show. Great perspective. Let's hit on Keontae George next from Baylor. Now, I think he can be great. Or he could be a six-man type. Which way do you think his career go- will go in the NBA? You know, there's there's really no telling. Like, with, with all of these guys, you know, there's really no telling. It's um, it's going to be on their – can they stay healthy? And uh, what kind of work ethic are they going to have once they get to the next level? But uh, Keontae George, he's a, he's a guy. He's six foot four, 185-pound guy, um, Baylor, 19 years old. Uh, he's projected, you know, somewhere within the lottery to mid to late first round, you know, so – I said it's a it's a very big range from where he's he's looking to go. But um, the things that I that I like about him is this guy's a he's a shooter. Well, he, he's a scorer. He's a three level scorer. You okay. know, he can he can get to the rim. He can he can he can pull up. He can shoot from the three. And um, the I guess my favorite thing about him, he attacks with intention. So uh, so whenever he's attacking, he's looking to get to the free throw line. You know, he's hunting out. So like, not only are you going to get a good shot because he's shooting seventy nine percent from the free throw line. So not only are you going to get a good shot, you're putting the defense in foul trouble. So I love when you have we have a, a guy that's intelligent enough to attack the defense and get themselves to the free throw line, and they're able to make those free throw shots. You know, so um, those are some of the things I love about him. And the um, a third thing about him is catch and shoot. You know, he's a he's a point guard. Ish. He I don't know if he'll be ish, able to yeah, NBA. <laughs> you know, because he he's not averaging three assists per game. He's right under three assists. You know, so. Um, Point guard ish, you know, but he's able to uh, to play play a two and do some uh, some catch and shoot. So when he's off the ball, he can he can still do catch and shoot. So I do like that about him. So um, but some of the weaknesses or things that he may need to work on is um, number one is his decision making with the ball. Um, something I was saying about Casey Wallace is you're happy to have someone when they have more assists and turnovers, but with uh, Keontae George, he's averaging two point eight assists per game. And he's turning the ball over 2.9 assists, you know, per game, yeah. you know, so that's washing out the assists totally, you know, so that's, that's tough, you know, to have him out there on the court. So unless he's hot, you know, unless he's red hot and getting to the free throw line and he's, he's, um, putting the defense in bad positions, but the, uh, those turnovers are hard to look, to look over. And, um, his defense, um, he, he can play defense when, um, the games that I'm, that I'm watching from him, he can play defense when his offense is running. 
But when his offense isn't going the way that he wants it to, then the defense kind of falls off a little bit and he, you know, doesn't give the full effort it looks like. But um, when things are rolling for him, he can he looks like a lottery player when things are rolling for him. But when they're not, it's, it's tough. Yeah, I totally agree. I think, um, you know, Jaden Hardy last year, you know, mm-hmm. he fell in the draft, but he played so well to the mid to the end of the season. I think that will help Keontae George. Um, but then again, I look at a guy like James Booknight, who he kind of reminded me of him in college too, and he has yes. not yet to – so he could go to either spectrum, you know. It's really up to Keontae George and where he lands. And, you know, you mentioned he was uh, – he's kind of point guard-ish, shooting guard-ish. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. wish he was a straight point guard, and then he would be even higher in the ranking. So, all great points, all great points. Now we got to go. Probably your most interesting prospect. We probably differ the most on this guy, Chris Murray. Mm-hmm. Now, you're getting on me about Chris Murray from Iowa. You know, he's kind of like the redheaded stepchild of his brother Keegan right now, in my opinion. But, you know, you love him. So, am I wrong having him ranked at 29? Well, uh, I, can't, I can't say you're wrong, you know, because there's a lot of people that have him in the draft that I'm seeing have him mid to late first round, right. you know, and I don't see many people that have him as high as I do. I have him from 15 to 17, you know, so, um, you know, mid, mid, you know, somewhere around there, but um, yeah, I have him as high as 15. Um, his player comp to me is a, a less physical left-handed Keegan Murray, you know, so mm-hmm. if anybody that's been able to see what Keegan Murray's doing in, in Sacramento, uh, he's... His uh, Chris Murray is less physical than that. He's a left-handed guy. Um, his strength for me, he can be somewhat of a glue guy. He can do a little bit of everything, but he can't do anything exceptionally well. He's a uh, he's a six foot eight guy that, um, but he's not a um, an athlete that's going to be with a quick first step or going to be able to stay in front of people uh, very quick. But uh, but he does have the length. Like I say, he's a six foot eight guy, and uh, the things that I like most about him is he can shoot and rebound. So at six foot eight, he's averaging eight or well, 7.9 rebounds per game. So eight rebounds a game, two assists per game. So he can put the ball on the floor and he can pass it. Uh, he's only averaging 1.5 turnovers. So more assists than turnovers per game. So when you got him in the game, you know, he's going to get you effective rebounds, eight a game. When he gets to the free throw line, seven, 73% when he gets to the free throw line. He's 33.5% from the three-point line right now. And when you watch him play, some games it's like, man, this guy can just shoot. And other games it's like, whoa. like <laughs> so he's, he's a little bit inconsistent as 33.5% would say in college. You know, so you would probably project that, you know, not to be as – it might go down a little bit as soon as he gets to the NBA. But um, this, the thing about that is like he's in – he has a twin brother, like I've been talking about, Keegan Murray, and yeah. those same habits in practice – and um, in the summertime that Keegan Murray is going to be doing and the things that he learned from the NBA in his first year, all of those training habits and practice habits are going to go right to his twin brother and Chris Murray. So maybe it won't take him as long to um, to get around the curve, you know, with that that rookie hump. But um, I'm, I'm really liking him for the fact, like I said, he's a six foot eight guy that can rebound the ball. He can pass the ball, you know, decently well. He's a smart decision maker. You know, and I believe he's going to be able to shoot a little bit better than we're seeing right now. I think those are all good points. And, you know, he is kind of unique in this draft because not many people like him. So that could move him up to 15th uh, in that range because people may not want a small guard or a super tall, uh, you know, guy that's like forward slash guard. He's in the middle in that area. You know, I think he's kind of reminds me of Kyle Anderson a little bit. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he's lasted in the league for a long time. So, 
Uh, and, you know, that 33.5% from three is not too bad. Uh, you know, Scoot Henderson would love to be at 33. <laughs> so he's shooting better than Scoot and Amen by a lot. So, you know, he might be all right in the league. Uh, next guy, let's go to Noah Clowney from Alabama. Very promising young man. Great potential. You think he's ready for the NBA? Noah Clowney is is someone that him him and one other player that we're going to be talking about later. He's a guy that's that's hard for me to project. Yeah. Um, I, I've seen him somewhere between the eleventh pick and the all the way to the lottery, all the way to the second round. You know, so yeah, that, that's I guess that being it's crazy they got him in the second round. In my opinion, with the raw talent that he can be, he's like eighteen years old. Yeah, I have him thirteenth, but carry on. I just it's just I've seen that in the second round too, and it just blows my mind. I have I have an 18th, but like I said, I, it's just because it's hard to project where this guy is. And sure. some some of his like uh, raw stats, you know, when you look at it, he shoots 64% from the free throw line, and it's like, oh, I don't know if I like that. You know, so you're, you're six foot ten and you're averaging eight rebounds. It's like I was getting that from you know Chris Murray at six foot eight. He's like, oh, all right, you know, his he's averaging you know less than one assist per game. And 1.3 turnovers, so it's like, but it's like you're, but the thing is that that you're while while you're willing to overlook all that is when you watch this kid play, you understand that he's 18 years old and he's very raw, you know. So it's like some of the things when you hear about the eye test, they pass the eye test, you know, things like that. When you watch him play, you you see a a jump shot that's not broken, you know. Right. It's, it looks better than the 28.3 percent that he's shooting from three. You know, and so you, you can tell that that's going to go in at a higher clip. You can tell those free throw percentages are going to go up higher. His field goal percentage is 48.6. So you know that he's a, a good decision maker, you know, out there with the ball on offense. So, um, it's, it's, it's tough. He's, um, he, he's, he's going to go, he's going to go somewhat high because he can play defense. Like this, his high, his best strength to me is his defensive versatility. This guy can switch from, he can guard anybody. Five through one, you know, he can go out to the perimeter and guard. He has quick feet. He can switch to anyone. He's a tremendous athlete. He can run up and down the court fast, you know. So um, those are some of the strength and his shooting potential. But um, he's very raw. And right now, the shoot, the shooting, they're not, it's not go- the shots aren't going in right now. But um, you can see that there's potential for it, for sure. Right. And, uh, you know, he is raw. But, I, I mean, there have been prospects that have been more raw than him so he's not starting from the basement I think he can get there like I said defensively he got that 7-3 wingspan he's 6-10 but that 7-3 wingspan it's crazy and mm-hmm. you know I was looking at his stats too I'm like he's so good watch his stats so low or pretty average but he was only playing 25 minutes per game so yeah. you, you average that out to more minutes more production I think he's gonna be just fine in the NBA and there's I one, go ahead there's one other thing that um that it's kind of had me out. So, you know, he's teammates with Brandon Miller. And Brandon Miller, when um, he's, he's someone that I have projected in, in the top three. And with someone with that much gravity and you're, the stats that you're, you're averaging and you have someone on your team with that much gravity, it makes me think it's like how much room, you know, I, I was just thinking maybe you would have done a little better, you know, when you have a Brandon Miller on your team taking all of that attention. You That's know? true. But but like I said, he we've like we've both been saying he's raw, he's young, and there's still so much time for him to grow. But I was looking for him to to do a little more when they, all the eyeballs are on Brandon Miller at the time while they were playing. Good point. Good point. 
Uh, and I think you were alluding to the next guy, Gigi Jackson, similar to him. You could say a lot of things you said for Clowney for Gigi Jackson, but do you have anything else um, you want to add to Gigi? Gigi Jackson is the uh, the opposite version of uh, of Noah Clowney to me. Uh, so where Noah Clowney has uh, his strengths and is his uh, defensive versatility, his quick feet on the perimeter, his, his athleticism getting up and down the, the floor for defense. Um, for Gigi Jackson, those are his weaknesses. Um, his defensive engagement um, is um, it's on and off. You know, he's he's not he's not a bad defender. You know, in, in any sense of the word, it's just the defensive engagement of you know how much time or effort do I want to put into my de- defensive assignment sometimes. But um, for as far as offensive strengths, this guy, like I, I have him like a, a Bam Adebayo. You know, Bam from uh, from Miami, a player comp like that. You know, someone he's he's six foot nine, two hundred and fifteen pounds, another eighteen year old guy. Right. You know, super young. That um, but offensively, he has he has good footwork. He can do a little bit of everything on offense, none of it super well just yet, but just enough to let you see that he has a lot of potential offensively. So um, like I said, the opposite for me and, and Noah Klein to where this guy, you put you put Gigi Jackson in a half court on offense. Um I love what I'm seeing. You know, on defense, if you can keep him engaged on defense, then this is a lottery guy. <laughs> you know, that's if he's yeah. engaged on defense and all the, the offensive potential that he has at six foot nine, like he can be a lottery guy. Yeah. And he shot 32.4% from three. So he's a little bit elevated from Noah Clowney. It's just a matter of what you're looking for, but they could e- easily be interchangeable and they could easily work out in different ways, you know? <laughs> so uh, I, I love his game as well. And there's a lot of guys in the NBA right now, his size, you know, that are, you know, multi-dimensional, not just you're six nine, you gotta be posting up in the paint. You know, you can do more than that. So I, I like the way this draft has so many tall athletic guys that can play the two, three, four, or five. It's 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 unbelievable, really. <laughs> I mean, where are they where are they making these guys? <laughs> but uh last but not least, we're gonna go with Bryce Sensabaugh. You know, he's kind of a polarizing prospect from Ohio State. Uh, a lot of people have a lot to say about this young man. Rankings are all over the place. We've said that about most of these prospects, but really, Bryce Sensabaugh is all over the place. Like you said with North Carolina, I've seen second round for him. I have him in my top 10. What do you think about Ooh. Bryce Sensabaugh? Bryce Sensabaugh. So I have him in, uh, at number 17. Um, so it's like, but, I, but I've seen him all the way from late first, like I said, to second round. Um, right. Bryce Sensabaugh, he's a six foot six guy, 235 pounds. Uh, forward at Ohio State, 19 years old. Um, the things that I, that I like about him, this guy is a shooter, shooter, shooter. <laughs> if, if you, if you need a bucket, like this, this is a big time bucket getter, you know, in, in every sense of the word. His, um, like I said, he's, he's 235 pounds at six foot six and he uses body to create space. You know, he's a, he's a very physical, a personal offense. Um, it can remind you a bit of, um, of, uh, Carmelo Anthony, you know, to where he's, he's gonna, he's gonna use his body to create space and he's gonna get a shot up. Um, so on offense, 83% from the free throw line. If he get to the free throw line, it's buckets. Uh, 40% from the three point line. If he, if he's shooting out there, it's, it's lights out, you know, and even from the field, he's almost 50% from the field at 48%. Um, the guy, the guy is a bucket getter. Um, like I said, some of the strengths, like I said, that big time shooter that, um, using his body to create space, 
he can possibly win like a, a six man of the year, you know, one day type of guy. If we're talking about like peak for like, where do I see the best type version of you? Six man of the year one day. They put you in, they put you in for like a Lou Williams type. You go in there and you light it up. But, um, his weaknesses, um, all around, it, it doesn't seem like he's interested in defense. It, it just on, on that side of the ball, that doesn't seem like something he's interested in. Um, he's his decision making when he has the ball. He's, if he's, if he's not going to shoot the ball, he's more likely to turn the ball over than to get an assist with he's averaging two turnovers a game, averaging 1.2 yeah. assists per game. And, and when you watch it, you can tell he just, he doesn't have a vision for passing. That's, that's just not something for him right, right now. You know, not something that he can develop it. I'm, I'm sure. But, uh, but right now, his, his best thing that he does is shooting and that's what scoring. And you want him doing that and nothing else. Um, like for the defense, he can be a bit of a ball stopper, you know. So when he gets the ball, like I say, he's not looking to pass. If he is passing, that might not be a good look for you. So when the ball goes to him, it's like I say, it, it kind of stops the offense some. But if you bring this guy in as a six man, he can come in and cook for you, give you a quick 12 to 15 points and, um, like I said, take him right out, bring him back in. But like he's a, he's a quick microwave scorer. Um, just depends on where he goes and the situation that he, he gets in. Yeah, you know, most microwave scorers, like you mentioned, uh, Jamal Carpenter and those guys are smaller guards too. And he's six six. So, I mean, that could translate very well for him. I was going to ask you what his negatives were, but you hit on that. And I think those are things that can be improved on. And I think he's going to be fine. Uh, it, I think it will depend on what team he goes to. Mm-hmm. He goes to a bad team. He could be like he was at Ohio State, uh, you know, bad turnovers, shooting the ball too much. But mm-hmm. if he goes to a pretty good to decent team, I think they will coach him to where he's pretty much going to be the perfect player because he can do everything they need and he won't have to do too much. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So I think we covered those uh, six guys real good. Um, I have one more final question for you. Okay. I know you have an answer for it before you get out of here. Who do you have going number one? I think you alluded that you have Brandon Miller at three. You got Scoot or Wendy? Is it close? Well, no, I said I have Brandon Miller in my top three. Uh, so oh, okay, yeah. okay. <laughs> so, um, so I have Wimby as a number one. Um, he's from everything that I've read, his team, they put so much preparation into making sure that he stays healthy. They, they understand that, um, he's a seven foot plus guy and that the history has shown that foot injuries, leg injuries, lower, lower level extremities is going to be an issue for guys that are that tall. It's like they're not blind to it and they've been working to prevent that for the last two plus years. You know, so because of that and because of all the effort they put into it, I have him going number one because we, we haven't seen anything really like him. Uh, number, number two, Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller is six foot eight and shoots the lights out. You know, there's, there's not too many people in the draft that you're going to get that six foot eight, 85% from the free throw line, 38% from the three point line, 43% from the field, eight rebounds per game. Two assists per game, you know, at six foot eight, no, six foot nine. I'm sorry, six foot nine, not six foot eight, you know. So it's that's hard to pass up. And I understand how how good Scoot Henderson is, but the NBA is like the we say. I think Charles Barkley says it all the time. The rim is ten foot tall. Brandon <laughs> Miller is six foot nine. Scoot Henderson is six foot two, you know. And uh, Scoot Henderson, you shoot twenty seven percent from the three point line. Brandon Miller shoots thirty eight percent, you know. So. 
that's that's why I have this one, two, and three. And as I said, no knock on Scoot Henderson and a lot of drafts, he would be a lot higher. But you got a guy that's seven foot two in Victor and a guy that's six foot nine in Brandon, and both of those guys can shoot. Yeah, that's true. I, and I mean, that's why I got you on. Everyone has their own opinion. You know, my top three is a totally different order than yours. But we never know who's going to be right. And we both can yeah. still be right together, you know, because yeah. even if we have a guy at three, that doesn't mean we think it's going to be bad. It's just, you know, I think they're all going to be great. Like 1A, 1B, 1C, you know, as mm-hmm. long as Wimby stays healthy. Yes. So, um, yeah. So this draft is really exciting. I'm so glad I had you on. Thank you for finally being on my show after three years. You're going to have to come back. You know, I'm trying to steal him as my co-host. So <laughs> I would love to come back, man. I would love to come back. This is great. Cool, cool, cool. So, y'all, do you want people to follow you on Twitter? Let them know your handle if you want. If you want to remain anonymous, you can do that. <laughs> oh, no. Um, follow me on Twitter at uh, T-H-A underscore V-O-N-Z. I'll, um, I'll have my um, my top 15 on there for sure by the time this episode is aired. Uh, but, yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, we we reeling them in to be a full-time, you know, sportscaster just like me. So, <laughs> appreciate you for coming on, Lucky. Bonzel, lucky. I got to used to that, but <laughs> thank, thank you all for me. listening. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for watching. Until next time, we're out of here. Peace. Peace.